Out From Work podcast. My name's Dave Swillam. Let's get ready to hustle. Welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. This is Dave Swallum, your host, welcoming you to episode 60 today. Welcome, everyone. If you've been keeping up with me lately, we are looking pretty good right now going through finance and things like that to grab a location here in New England to get our next property and start building a recording studio uh, instead of freelancing. So we're really excited to be working on a bunch of stuff. A life has been obviously tipped upside down from COVID and now just on our side of life, we've got a lot going on to prepare for these next steps of our our plans here. So we're pretty on the go right now. All of this has been making us think a lot back. We're just past a year out from when we did all of these moves and property down South and all these things. And so recently I connected with a really great female entrepreneur from New Hampshire. Her name is Emily Aborn. She hosts the She Built This podcast, which is a community and podcast centered around the women entrepreneurs in our state in New Hampshire here. I connected with her. I just felt like a kinship with some of the things that I saw her out there doing and and talking about in her show and ended up reaching out to her and connecting on Megan I's story as navigating this stuff through a couple. And she had so many similarities that I really wanted to get her on the show and uh, share her story of owning a business with her husband, changing that business and uh, building this community and, and all the things that went into that. So Definitely, uh, if you are in a relationship and the two of you are thinking about opening separate businesses or a business together, this is a great one for you. Anyone who's ever felt really lonely pursuing the thing that they want to do or wants to build a community of people to support them and share visions and and dreams and things together to learn from, this one's for you. So I hope you enjoy it. Emily is awesome, super great, chill personality, very open and honest about what's going on in, in life. So it's a pleasure. Welcome to episode 60. Cheers. Welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. Thank you for joining us live on Instagram, people. Thank you for people hanging out on the podcast. Today, you're going to be listening to episode 60, and I am joined by Emily Aborn of the She Built This podcast. And Emily and I actually have been like, chatting a lot this week because I was just over on her podcast by accident when I asked her to be on my podcast. So we are, uh, we're hanging out, Emily. This is our, our week, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what you mean by on accident. I definitely wanted you to be Uh, on the show. (laughs) (laughs) There are no accidents, Dave. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thank you for, for being on Emily. So yeah, I mean, Emily does a lot of different things. So we just kind of kept it simple for her intro here. But for, for those that don't know the She Built This podcast or some of the marketing and, and other pieces that you're up to, Emily, do you want to just tell my audience kind of, you know, who is Emily Aborn in the She Built This podcast and everything? 
Sure. Um, so she built this is actually a online Facebook community. Uh, I should say it's multifaceted, but a big part of it is an online Facebook community. Um, and I actually started a podcast to go along with it to kind of like tell the stories of some of the community members. And then it's just sort of evolved from there. I like to like in the group, I like to like in the group to like kind of like a coffee shop feel. So the podcast in my mind is like when you're a fly on the wall at a coffee shop and you get to listen to in on all those juicy conversations. That's awesome. I like to say something so similar. I like tell people that I want this podcast to be like when you got out of work or you got out of something that you've been working on or something and you're at the bar with people that you've been working with having that first drink and you've gone through the stress and you've gone through like all the day and then you're just saying what's on your mind. You're like, listen, I've been too tired. I've been too after it. Like, this is just, I don't have time to have all this other stuff. Like, this is just what's happening. And this is what I really think. So it's like yeah. kind of similar in that way. I love that. Maybe I should move mine tonight so that I can do the drink thing instead of just like tea and coffee. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I don't know. It depends. Uh, it can be a, a, a pro or con, I guess. I don't know. Funny. I didn't know that you started out as a, uh, so you started Facebook group first. And then you're like, you know what? I'm going to make a podcast that goes with it. I didn't know that. Yeah. So actually, it it actually st it started as a um event. So I was driving in my car one day, and I was listening to the How I Built This podcast, or I think that's what it's called. It's yeah. like an NP NPR podcast. And I was like, you know what? We should get a bunch of New Hampshire women on a panel to tell their stories because it's like super relatable because we're all here like doing the work in this state. Um, and so we actually organized an event at LaBelle. And then I started, like I took those email addresses from the event and I said, hey, do you guys want to be part of a Facebook group? And I was just looking at it today. There were 87 people like that started in that Facebook group. Yeah. And we and it was called Chicks That Mean Business, which is like totally inappropriate, I feel. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then it evolved from there into like a podcast and other like opportunities like uh, workshops and things like that. So it, it did start as a Facebook group, but I always knew like it's always been in my journal that I wanted to do a podcast. That's very interesting. I don't think I've ever spoken with someone that is like you didn't go. Don't I don't mean it by like you you went backwards into it because like everything has worked the correct way for you but it's like usually people have started like a, a podcast or they've started the Facebook group and then eventually form the audience into an event but it's like you flip sided it which might be like for might, might maybe that gave you like explosive growth because you started with an event and then you're like we already have this event full of people like let's just form a place to now hang out yeah. You know what I mean? That's interesting. I've never heard that. I think we just like wanted to take the conversations that were happening at the event and like get more in depth with them, you know? So we created that space for that. Um, yeah. So you're right. I never even thought of it. That's awesome. <laughs> we like formed the opposite way where I started a, I started the podcast and then we formed a Facebook group that I totally have not sunken in the love into. So sorry for the the 70 people that are out there. I love you a lot, but I have not given you what you deserve yet. But uh and then hope to do an event someday. So it's it's cool to hear that flip side of it. So so what uh I guess you know I, I know that you were listening to that podcast. Like what 
what would you say that the, 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 she built this podcast is about in that community? Like what, what made you feel like you needed to, like, it's a lot of effort to do these things. People sometimes don't realize the amount of effort for the consistency, the engagement and the work that it takes to collect people and do things like that. What really drove you to say, you know what, I have to do this. This is why I got to do this. And this is what this purpose is of, of this community. So that has two sort of answers. When I started the podcast, um, I really started it as a way to take the stories of the women like in New Hampshire and, and talk about their entrepreneurial journeys. And in doing so, I wanted to talk about, you know, where they started because a lot of us can identify ourselves there and then like what the middle looks like and what success looks like. So that's how it started. But um, it's really evolved, I think, because I've been doing a lot on my own now and I'm really enjoying, like, I really like doing them on my own. Yeah. Um, A large part of my work is writing. And so I actually feel like the podcast is a really good tool for me to like put some of my writing into another format. Does that make sense? Mm, Okay. Yeah. So, so then I just share like tips and tricks and things that I'm learning on my journey and, and, and bring on guests and interview them. And then like you kind of opened up a new, like you helped me crack a new egg in there because I have never had a male guest on before. Nice. Um, Yeah. And you and your wife are like totally doing this thing that I want to share the story of. Um, so yeah, it's an ever evolving thing. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I'm not a marketer like you are straight up a marketer. I I like to think that I have a good brand sense or I I think the way that you know, I I'm I'm really into like the way that people would perceive something and what that means to them and like an empathetic level and I I think that I think that way a lot and 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 uh I do think that like podcasting wise this helps me create other content just like completely by accident because the community engages with you and you get questions and things that they're facing that you had no idea about. Right. So then there's content generated from that. There's content generated from the discussions when you do interview people and they bring up stuff that you might not have been aware of or working with before. And then it's crazy how it just bounces back and forth of like, we get, we get video from the podcasting, we get audio to share for me, I am able to break apart content by having almost that stream of consciousness and that community together because I get questions from people in the community that I wasn't aware was a question out there or I wasn't aware someone was combating or facing or or, or overcoming. And I also get into these conversations with people like yourself who, who have different ideas or, or conversation with me and bring content out from that that I wasn't thinking about. And then just in terms of like a median, I've talked about this before and and you probably encourage people as a marketer where podcasts are awesome because you can take what you listen to and put it out as text for a blog, or you can take the video of it and put it onto Instagram for mini content or onto YouTube as long tail. And just, it's kind of crazy, like how, how much you can use that as a way to turn it back into writing or, or turn it into audio or, or every which way, really. It's like a very liquid, almost like a commodity, really. Yeah, it's recycling. I feel like every single thing we put out can be like 60 million Facebook posts if right? you really break it down. <laughs> not not actually that many, but quite a few. Right. What made you create the She Built This 
I know that you said that you you listened to that podcast that kind of gave you the idea and you made the event like what what went into like making that first event and then creating these things like what was like the why behind having to to really that's a lot of effort to do all these things and create so i um at the time i owned a retail store in amherst new hampshire and i did like a lot of networking and i was part of bni and stuff like that but i never really felt like my place and so I felt like I was like really doing this whole entrepreneurial thing completely alone. Like I didn't know who to ask for, Mm. for marketing ideas. I didn't know who to run ideas or anything by really. Um, I was just kind of like in my own little isolated entrepreneurial world. And I would like get up every day, go to the store, come home, get up every day, go to the store, come home. You know, it's just like really lonely, I would say. Um, And that's not what I thought being an entrepreneur was like. Like, I thought, you know, you are in this, like, thing, all of you together, and you're supporting one another. So I think I kind of created the She Built This Community as a place to, like, answer some of those questions that I had and also create the community that, like, I didn't have. Because there were just people, like, like my friends at the time, they didn't run businesses, so I couldn't ask them questions about things that I was going through, you know? You can't vent to them either. Right. 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 Or you can, but they just don't get it. They're like, yeah, okay, let's talk about my kids. (laughs) You know, so it just this was more of like a place where I'm like, okay, this is a like minded group of individuals. And like, we all get it because we're all going through it. And we're all at different stages. And that's actually where like a lot of the power is because everybody along the way can help the people that were are coming just behind them, you know? Yes. That's awesome. I don't think that we've talked a lot about that on the podcast, but it's such a prevalent thing, which is being lonely as an, as an entrepreneur, I think is just like you're saying, like, like you see all the people on, uh, online and you see everyone's website and and the, the content that they create. And it can be really tough to understand how lonely that can be when when you're on that path like that. And, uh, it really does matter where exactly what you said, where you're like, they do listen, they do hear me out, but they don't understand. And that's huge where you can tell a friend, you'd be like, man, I just put 12 hours into, to doing this over the weekend. I had to go pick up this shipment of this thing. And, uh, I had to do this other thing to be able to do what I have to do. And they're like, man, that sounds awful. Um, and you're like, yeah. And they're like, yeah, it sounds awful. And you're like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Conversation so, over. <laughs> that that totally makes sense. Yeah. So that's awesome. Uh, I found the same thing from this community where I, I started that like, it's such a similar story. I started this because I felt lonely. I felt that I couldn't really talk to people. And, you know, we talked yesterday about my wife, who's been an incredible support person and an incredible leader in with what we're what we're doing but you know even niching down into what I do specifically she knows kind of crazy amount of stuff considering she's not an audio engineer because of how much regurgitation she hears from me that she could probably be my assistant engineer but there is a certain extent of it even that she would be like I I don't know what you're I don't get what you're dealing with too and and it's important to find those those people so I guess Emily, I wanted to talk about 
you know, I had Meg on my podcast way earlier, I think in the, in the thirties or forties in there, sorry, people for not knowing the number, but I remember one of the things that drew me to you to connect was, and I, I totally spilled my story to you like pretty, pretty early in because I felt that connection somehow. And, um, you know, I talked about what it's been like for Meg and I in the early stages of trying to navigate, plan out and work together, both trying to pursue th- something entrepreneurial. And I remember that you said that you also face some of those things. Can you share some of that story? Like what, what's it been like? Cause just like you're saying the stages of people, I love uh, to hear your story because I feel like I'm earlier in on that journey and you've gone through a lot of these these things that I'm probably heading towards as well. Well, buckle up then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah, so so my husband and I actually owned the retail store together. Um, and to your point of like, you know, you being able to talk to Meg and her having so much knowledge about what you do, but not exactly, like, she's not experiencing it on a day-to-day basis. Right. And, Honestly, that's really how Jason and I were with the retail store. Like he did the deliveries and the bookkeeping side of things. And I was in the physical store every single day, making every single sale myself and like doing all of the marketing. It just was like, we were both in the same business, but we were speaking kind of different languages because we were experiencing such different aspects of the business. Right. Um, and, and, you know, like you, ultimately, we sat down and we had that difficult conversation where we realized we weren't really happy doing what we were doing. Um, and so that's when I started to have to explore, like, what the heck am I going to do next? Because this was, I thought I was going to be stuck at this retail store for 10 years. And then finally, someone said, like, you don't have to do this for the next 10 years. And it felt like the whole entire world had opened up, but I had never given myself, like, time to think about what that world could be, you know? Wow. Why 10 years? Um, it just was in my head. Like I was like, all right, we're going to have the store for 10 years. Then we're going to hire an employee. And then we'll like, you know, go sit on our back deck every day and make the employee do all the work. Wow. Um, okay. And I'm really glad we didn't stick with that plan because I don't think that's what either of us ultimately wanted. Um But yeah, so I spent a lot of time like trying to think. I went and got like my real estate license. I did a little bit of like I started without niching down, I sort of like started doing virtual assistant work for like every single person under the sun. Um, and, and I think the benefit is, so this entire time, like even while running the store with me, Jason has had a painting business. And so now that sort of allowed me to like have a little more flexibility in starting my next venture after the retail shop. Awesome. And now I think it's so much better that we don't each work in the same business together because like I might have a little feedback for him about his business. He might have feedback for me about my business. I want to market the heck out of their business, but I kind of like stay back a little bit, you know? Um, Yeah. We're each just like doing our own things. And it's so, I think it's so much better for both of us because that's just how we work best. So it actually has improved our relationship greatly, I think, not working in the same business every single day. Wow. Okay. That's such a great perspective to bring because we we never were in business together, I guess, in one thing. But that's something that like I wouldn't have thought of basically. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought that that would make that big of a difference for you. 
Are you seeing it because you're not in the same stressors in the same environment? And so just by simply having two separate things, you can't be like at each other from like an employment role. You're at each other more of like a, this is what I see opportunity in. And this is what I see as like an issue from like a perspective of like, these are our combined finances and our combined firepower as a couple. But these aren't like a direct thing of like you as an employee, like you miss that shipment or you miss that sale or whatever. Like, is that why you think that that's working that way? Like what, 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 what do you think that's doing for you in that way? I think you like 100% hit the nail on the head and I'll give you a great example. Like the very first mistake I made, I ordered the wrong, like, um, firmness of somebody's mattress. Okay. So we went to go do the delivery and the mattress is like completely wrong. And I'm taking all of that responsibility on as like, as an employee, like you said, like making this huge mistake and I'm feeling like my husband is like mad at me or disappointed in me for making that mistake. Right. Cause we're both in this same thing together. Now the stressors are a little bit different. Like if I'm struggling with a client, I can like almost like vent to him about that client and him vice versa. But we're not Mm. like, you're just not sitting there in the same stress together. So it's, it actually almost makes it more therapeutic, I guess, in a way to share what you're going through. Wow. So would you recommend to people out there that like, maybe there's another couple that owns a business together? How do you recommend that they navigate that? Like, do they, should they be hiring employees and then get that person out of there? Like it's probably different with each couple, but in each business too, but I think it's totally different with each couple and each business. And I think if we had, you know, if it was a different business, we probably could have done it differently as well. Um, So that's a really individual answer. But the best thing that we did was just always, always be communicating and always be honest about every single thing that was going on in the business. So important. Yeah. Meg, uh, Meg through school has a free, uh, she, I don't know if she'll get mad at me for saying this or not, but she has like a free, like a psychiatrist, like a piece, person that she can talk to about everything because vet school is like a huge, unfortunately, it's a huge depression and suicide rate for vet students. It's unbelievable. And so they provide this so that they can talk through what they are getting hit by. Uh, but one thing that, uh, I remember Meg said, like, she's like, my conversation went so well when, when I got introduced to this new person who's asking me like, all right, what's your relationship? Like, what's your living status? Like just trying to figure her out. And the way that she had talked about the way that we communicate now that the psychiatrist is like, that's sounds like it's a great way to communicate. And the reason being is because Meg would be like, yeah, we just randomly check in on like how we're looking for timelines, how we're looking for goals, how we're looking for everything that's happening. Like whether it's like a long car ride or we're like, I don't know, a week away or something where we're, we're like, there is enough time where we're not on the run to, to, to reconnect. We don't plan anything out, but we just like know that it's pro- like, hey, I haven't talked to this person that I'm hundred percent in this with about this for such a long time. And it's just like, Hey, how do you feel about like us still doing this at this point in time? Or how do you, how's this thing going for you? And I think open communication, like on, on your podcast, when I was, I was on, I, we had that one huge, huge clash where we weren't aligned, where I, I didn't feel or know that I was impeding 
her as much as I, I was and didn't want to hear it quite honestly at that point in time. And by having that conversation for her to be like, you know what, like, we're not, we're not good right now with what's happening. We have to change this. That, uh, was extremely important. And ever since then has been really important that clear communication on that. Yeah, I think that's really the key. For for you for for the she built this podcast because I've I've listened in on uh, an okay amount of episodes at this point and uh, I really enjoy it. First of all, what's some of the traits and things that you're seeing? Like you've interviewed so many different uh, women entrepreneurs in New Hampshire doing different things and and leading different causes and and initiatives. What's something that you're seeing as a common thing that? that they like a, a positive and a negative do you see any like common traits from interviewing so many of these these women in their in their lives and in this hustle that they're up to I'm so glad you asked this question um so I've been thinking about it a lot and I always ask this question when people join the she built this group I ask what their biggest struggle with yeah what their what their biggest struggle is and I hear so many people saying things like you know clarity and how to find clients and basically people I I think that's like the power of having this community is they just need places to like ask those questions to that they they can't figure out on their own like how do I market this how do I word Mm. this how do I find more followers um but on my pod and so I'll, I'll say another thing that I see a lot is and I'm sure you experience this too and see this, is people coming up against like their own limiting beliefs. So the things that are in their head, like I'm not good enough or I'm not smart enough or I'm not an expert or if I make money, what are my friends going to think? Things like that. So what I really love about the podcast on on the positive side of those struggles is I see that as a venue for people being able to share how they've broken through some of those things and gotten through some of those struggles. Okay. And and I will say I think a lot of times it comes from having a mentor or having a community or having someone around you that can like really be there and help support you the entire time. My friend, I'm not sure if you know Kristen Hardwick, but we were just joking the other day that we've had a group text message with three of us going on for like the past five years now. And it's true. Wow. Like we've just been going back and forth for like five years on That's crazy. the stuff that comes up. Yeah, it is crazy. <laughs> It's like a little mastermind group, really. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. A lot of people I see have those uh, text threads or, or messages with people that they they just know are in the same spot doing some of the same things, and uh, it helps a lot. Yeah, I agree. So did that answer your question? That answered, I think, some of the positive things. Like, What are some of the combined challenges that you see very frequently in some of these women entrepreneurs that you've interviewed? Yeah, so I really, I think going back to the limiting beliefs thing, like I just see people really second guessing themselves a lot and being scared and a little bit hesitant to put themselves out there. Like it's it's so freeing to know that you can make your dream come true, but I think it can also be really scary when you're so passionate about something and you're just like, what if it doesn't work, you know? Yeah. Um. So that's one big thing. And then I think a lot of people, some of the answers I see are just like, you know, struggling to get clarity or really be solid in what they're doing. And that's huge. I mean, 
you know, yeah. you and I talked about this briefly before, but like we've all talked to the person that has 10 job titles, you know? Right. Well, what do you, I guess I'd love to hear your, your, your insight on, are you seeing any things in your community? Cause at this point I want to say I peaked at it the other day. Is your community like almost 900 people? It's like 850 or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's, we've really grown. It's, it's awesome. legit. That's so cool to see what, when you're talking to these people, are you seeing some of like me and you just discussed, we had a very common thing between our relationship dynamics and our entrepreneurial dynamics as two different couples at two different times doing two different things. Do you see, does this happen a lot? What, what, what types of things are you seeing in terms of, uh, like family roles with what people are doing? Uh, like what, what are you seeing in those dynamics? I guess, because I don't, I don't know that I get a lot of that insight from our community. Um, Do you get anything, see anything in those spaces? Yeah, a lot of the women in my group are, I I shouldn't say all of them, but a large majority of them are mothers. And so they're balancing like the overwhelm of dealing with a, you know, running a business and also having children at the same time and a husband. So just wearing like all of these hats all of the time. And honestly, I have to give them all props because most of the time they're just killing it. (laughs) Oh my God. When I like... (laughs) When I, uh, when I see like a mom entrepreneur crushing it and also they are one of the people that are, are most taking care of that child, I always like really question myself where I'm like, I whine about my hard day when I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm hustling uh, seven days a week and I'm doing this. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't have a child that I have to keep alive and I don't have like when they're like crushing it, I'm like, what excuse do I really have? Like, what am I supposed to even say when someone's just out there like annihilating the world with what they're up to and they're still also taking care of a kid and also doing whatever else they're doing? It's like some of these people are are absolute monster entrepreneurs to do all that. Yeah, I agree. Um, but you can't, I mean, when I will say this, you're, you're not allowed to compare yourself to anybody else's discomfort because we all experience our own discomforts in different ways, you know? So don't, don't let yourself do that. Just be nice. <laughs> like your stresses That's are fair. real, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, uh, I don't know. It's an interesting to figure out, like, I think about it uh, a lot because Meg and I are definitely planners and we, we have planned out like around the time when we expect to have kids around the time when these businesses are going. And I think that like even what you said earlier about how you had the retail store and then, you know, like, okay, we're going to break this up and we're going to go do different things. And then your husband had the painting business and that gave you some some cover fire to go do your thing. From what I have learned so far, and it sounds like the same things are happening there. If you are uh, a couple trying to pursue entrepreneurial things, there really has to be like that clear discussion that you said earlier, but also like, it's almost like a, a game of uh, a game of chess or like a, a, a ladder where it's like right now Meg is in vet school. So like, I'm the thing that needs to be stood on. Like I have to, I have to provide a certain amount of income. I have to do a certain amount of things that I don't want to do and change launch times and things like that so that she can do that thing. And then she's going to do the same thing for me. She's going to, it's going to line up in a spot where 
Now she's going to switch and bring more of the income in. I'm going to have a little bit of cover fire to go do my thing. And it's, it's really like a, a game of a back and forth to like, how do I support the other person as like a platform for them to stand on, to get to the other thing, like on and on and on. Like, I don't know if that can, I'm sure that that continues, but yeah, that's what I've seen. Yeah. I think, I think we've really noticed that through, um, you know, this COVID-19 thing, because for, I mean, Jason has just now gone back back to work this week. So, um, yeah, I was basically the only one working. (laughs) Were you busier from it? I have been, I was at first and now I'm kind of like in a weird spot again, but it's, it's all, I'm just riding the waves, you know? Yeah. Right on. Cool. Okay. So I, uh, I have five questions that I ask at the end of my podcast every time, Emily, but I'm going to throw one extra in there just because I, of your experience, if that makes, if that's cool. Sure. You didn't prepare me for these, so now I'm nervous. I, but I okay. didn't. I never do. I like them to be super candid off the cuff, but uh, okay. so I do it on purpose. Sorry to shake the tree. <laughs> um, I guess the first one before I hit my five that I usually hit would be, you know, both of us interview a bunch of different entrepreneurs and, and people who are creators. What's something that if someone is in their earlier stage, what do you think that they should keep in mind based off of you interviewing this many people and hearing this many discussions through the group. What's something that uh, people should be keeping in mind as they go along this, this route, any entrepreneur should be thinking about. Um, Yeah. So I love this question and I I think in a way you're going to be able to relate to it too. So I do believe that anybody can follow their dreams and make, you know, make whatever they have inside of them happen. Mm. Um, at the same time, I really believe in having a plan and a preparation to, in the, to the extent of your finances, right? So I'm never going to tell somebody to just kind of like jump into a net that doesn't exist. Like, I think you should be prepared when, when we started the retail store, we had a loan, like we prepared ourselves with a large sum of money that we put into that store. Mm. And as we were transitioning out of that, we had a cushion, so to speak. Um, And that honestly has been some of the best advice I can give. And also I wish someone had told me that going in. That's very good advice. Like, don't listen to the people that are like, oh, if you think that you can be a millionaire millionaire tomorrow and you say that affirmation, then literally you'll wake up and you'll just find that client and be that. So it's like, don't don't be unrealistic, but don't limit your beliefs. Like the the delta between like, I believe that I can do the thing that I want to do, but I don't just think that with no action or plan, like here's how that's going to happen on the flip side of like, I I want to do this type of business or I want to do that. Never stop believing that because it's 100% possible. But if you have no plan of like how you're getting from A to B, then like it doesn't mean that you automatically get that just because you want that. Yeah, I think that's what I am saying. And I've seen people do it without a plan, you know, and so good for them. Um, so I, I guess too, maybe and you're like, what? Yeah. 
But I just think, like, you know, if if I was looking somebody square in the eyes that was like, I'm going to do this thing, I would be like, okay, let's make sure you have a little bit of a safety net here. Or how are we going to actually make this happen, you know? Right. Cool. Well, so my first question, I I always preface it with, sometimes this is kind of answered through the whole podcast anyway, just from listening to you talk about some of these things. But it could be whether, you know, it's it's basically what what made you choose whether it's the she built this podcast or your marketing that you're doing right now what is it that made it so that what you are doing right now is the thing that you need to do over any other thing that you could possibly do like why is this stuff your mission right now what what makes what you're doing the thing that you need to wake up and go do every single day this is a great question. Um, when I was a little girl, when I was six years old, I had this newspaper called the Parent Street News, and I like compiled all of the neighborhood stories into a newspaper, and then like hand wrote them all and went and delivered them. <laughs> First, yeah. So the purpose awesome. of that newspaper was to create a community within the neighborhood, right? And bring us all together as neighbors. This desire has just been inside me since I was like a little kid. And I hope that answers your question, but it's like something, it's just that constant tapping on my shoulder that I can't make go away. That's crazy. (laughs) That's so cool. Wow. Yeah. My my mom actually sent me one in the mail recently. What was it called? The Parent Street? What? Yep. The Parent Street News. Nice. And it was yeah. just like, what was it accumulation of? Like stories that you've gathered? Yeah, like neighborhoods, uh, neighbor stories. We had weather reports in there, poems, wow. um, Dear Abby, that kind of thing, you know? Wow. Right on. How old were you? <laughs> I think the the one I did on the computer that my mom sent me, I was 10. But when I was six, I had done one, like a real small version, like... Millette baby takes his first steps, you know, breaking news. <laughs> wow. You were born a content creator. <laughs> I think that's the thing. And and like just like wanting to have all those people be connected through what I was doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do. Cool. So along the way, say you took the lessons that you learned. You totally asked me this too yesterday. So if you could just magically take the lessons that you learned and give that to someone, like it just, you hand it to them and just like popped into them, like perfect. What's the, what is the, the, the worst thing along the way where you're like, if you learn this magically and didn't have to experience this really crappy thing, then don't do this thing. Oh, that's a great question. I asked you a variation of that. Um, I think I would, I wish I had learned to check in with my gut like a long, long time ago. And I think that is the lesson Mm. that I'm still learning. But if I could even get someone as far as I am now with checking in with my gut and seeing what my gut reaction is to things, that's the lesson. You, it's like priceless. Yeah. I've, grown a lot more that way over the past like three years than ever and when it's like a very difficult time where you have to make very quick decisions 
you have to like trust that you have learned and experienced enough by that point in time that if you're in that situation, honestly, if you've put yourself, if you've been able and talented enough to put yourself in a position where you have to make a decision that's that high tiered that quickly, then I promise you that your gut has what it needs to make that decision because you wouldn't be there if you weren't able to make those decisions to lead to that. Yeah. Yeah. Flip side, positive note. What's the best thing along the way that you would recommend? Like, Hey, do this. And it could even be the same answer. Sometimes it is like, definitely do this. Like, this is the best thing that I've ever come up with. Honestly, I think just doing it, like just, you got to just try stuff, right. And figure out what you like and what you don't like. And the amount of times I took a chance on just trying different things. I don't really regret that. Like even some, some things were mistakes and I failed and that was sad. Um, but I'm still happy that I tried it and I, I got the experience of either liking it or disliking it. So such a good attitude. and, And I guess that would have helped propel learning more of what my gut was saying, right? So that's the lessons that help you hone in on what your gut is saying. Right. Cool. I I think that's such a good attitude to have. That just makes it so that you can just keep on because then you just don't get knocked down so hard for the things that go wrong. You're like, I enjoy the process. Like I enjoy what I'm up to. Enjoy the process. That's like my husband's new mantra. That's awesome. Boom. Nice. I talked to him beforehand just to get a better interview with you. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just kidding. That totally didn't happen. What, uh, what would be like a recommended resource? It could be a book, a podcast, a website, a YouTube series. Like what's one that, you know, for, for my community that you're like, Hey, go check this out. This really made an impact on me. In any facet, doesn't matter what it is. Oh, two things, darn it. Actually, yeah, two things. Ah, three. But okay. also, they're all exactly like similar. Even. Um, the book the book Big The Big Leap, I feel like was just awesome. It talks about getting into your genius zone and operating more in that place than the places where you're not good at things, but you're still doing mm. them anyway. Um and then atomic habits. And the book Living Forward really help you, I think, to hone in on like what those big, big goals are in your life and then how to break them down into just every single day steps that get you to where your goals are. Like goals are fantastic as objectives and things that we want to reach. But just having a goal doesn't help you to get to the goal, right? You have to have like the systems in place that help you to get to the goal. Right. Like I want to run a marathon. Good. Awesome. Think that that will help you get motivated to do it, but you can't just run a marathon tomorrow. And if you can, you're kind of like insane, but you have to practice, you have to train, you have to come up with something to do it. Right. And maybe that means just getting outside and, and running for five minutes every day until you work up to 10 minutes every day, you know? So yeah, living forward in atomic habits are like, I think for like goal setting and really getting clear on what you want in all aspects of your life, those two books have been super awesome for me. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. So anyone out there that wants to check out those resources, by the way, you've probably heard me say it before, but those will be on the website. Head on over to wakingupfromwork.com slash show notes and you'll check check out uh, Emily's episode, episode 60. And we'll have those linked below. So if you're driving your car or walking your dog, you just need to click a link. You don't have to write that down on a napkin or your leg or something like that. 
Last question. This is the easiest one. So uh, no stress. Where do people find you? Where do they find the She Built This podcast? Like, Where do people keep up with you if they want to check out what you're up to, Emily? Oh, that is an easy one. Um, yeah. All right. So you can. <laughs> my website is www.shebuiltthis.org. And I'm on Instagram at shebuiltthisnh. Um, and then... Sorry, what was your other question? Oh, uh, my podcast. Yeah, you can you can look up the She Built This podcast in anywhere that you listen to your podcast. So iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, it's all those places. Awesome. Cool. Once uh, Also, audience, those links will be on the show notes as well if you want to just quick link them over. So Emily, thank you for hanging out with me on a Thursday night for the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad we sorted out our technological difficulties. We survived it. For those of you that weren't hanging around, we uh, totally had a major, major crash. And we, we came back out of it and we found our, our chattiness again. So we're cool. Cool. Yeah. All right, Instagram. Tons of love for you guys. If you have any questions for Emily afterwards, definitely feel free to direct message me or, or her. And uh, I'm sure that she would... She would like to hear from you and uh, this podcast will be out later. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Seriously. All right, guys, that's going to do it for episode 60 of the Waking Up From Work podcast. I really hope you enjoyed my conversation with Emily Aborn today because I definitely did. She is a a killer person and uh, really looking forward to getting more connected with her community over time too. Real quick, I want to just give a shout out to a new review that we just got in. This one is from Ridiculous Patroness. Um, If I said that right, sorry if I butchered it. Excellent. Very informative and detailed. Provides great advice on how to be successful during an economic crisis. Host is entertaining and descriptive. Looking forward to new episodes. Thank you so much for your review. Anyone out there that's getting value from this, that's hanging out with us time and again, first of all, thank you for listening. If you haven't yet and you want to help us out in a totally free way, then giving these reviews does help us out a lot. If you're finding value in this and think that other people would benefit from it, these reviews have a lot of control of who can and cannot find these things unless it's shared directly to them. So uh, thank you guys so much for your feedback on that. We will keep uh, trying to, to do that. So if you were listening to this and you never got a chance to hear my conversation with my wife specific to navigating uh, entrepreneurial journeys or, or going after things like this as a couple, and you want to hear more on, on my specific story with Meg and I's dynamic, episode 22 is the episode last year that I had her on, and we talked about this right in the thick of things. So that might be something that's good for you. Next week, we talk with Sean Giovanni out of The Record Shop. It's a recording studio out of Nashville, and Sean and I really feel the same with the way that we collide business and creative and talk a lot into that topic of of navigating that and finding the balance and the things that work to do that. Sean is a great producer. He calls himself a sonic storyteller, and we're going to hear he's produced so many people and, and has such a great story. We talked for quite a long episode, so you want to catch the things that were in this episode, go to wakingupfromwork.com 
The show notes are on there. You go to wakingupfromwork.com slash show notes and you can check out everything that's in here. If you want to hang out with us live for the future showings of this podcast, go on to at Dave Wake Up on Instagram Thursday nights at 7.30 p.m. Eastern and we're hanging out live there. And uh, yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope that people have some stuff that's that's good that's starting to happen with with openings and things like that. I know it's still a scary world to live in, but I hope that you're finding some positivity and have some things that are uh, are moving for you. All right, see you next week on the Waking Up From Work podcast. Cheers. Cheers. 